When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hot D, the officially unofficial podcast for House of the Dragon on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And tonight we're talking about season episode, season one, episode six, titled "The Princess and the Queen." It's the instant take. Aaron, uh, how did you feel about this episode? Oh man, I thought this was an incredible episode. I they're playing. I, I, you know, beginning. They're you know, I'm kind of like getting my footing and like uh, seeing how they're playing jazz with this week's material and uh, how they're playing with the timelines. I thought that. Instantly, the Emma D'Arcy, Olivia Cook era, uh, by 15 minutes in this episode, I it's not that I forgot about the great work of the, the <laughs> younger actors that came before, but these are just manifestly the same fucking character on trajectories that I clearly understood, yeah, you yeah. know, watching this episode. And it was really... It was really interesting to see a lot of the themes from the book and a lot of the, you know, like, again, the bare history kind of shown with, like, color and, like, just really feel... I just really feel bad for Viserys, man. Uh, and I feel bad for the kids because I got the feeling, like, in the first half of this episode, these kids would be okay and everything would be fine if the adults weren't laying their petty jealousies on them. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we kind of and... talked about that last time, how this is... Uh, yeah, such a shame. And from a like a lore perspective, one of the hottest theories has been: Did Larius Larry Strong burn his brother and father alive in Harrenhal to some political end? And as soon as he started talking to the queen, and she's like, "Who will rid me of this meddlesome?" Hand who has the lealest service in the realm. I need someone more self interested in in me self myself. Uh, was proven to be. I was. I was like, wow, gasping. Yeah, I, I thought this episode is incredible. I think this is clearly my favorite. I love seeing the size of Vagar. I love seeing like that's not exactly how it happens in the book, but Lena's death is the most most metal version of what happens to her in the book. I thought that was fucking cool. I really thought it was cool how I don't know that Damon this this is the wife that he wanted, but he clearly loves and respects her, even though he is kind of dismissive and patronizing to her too. Um, both of those things I think can be true. I thought it was incredible. Uh, I, I got the opinion from our brief pitter patter pre podcast chatter that you might not feel the same way. Let's let's talk about that. What do you what do you think? Uh, it might it might not be the wife he wanted, but it's it's clearly the only wife he could get it up with. Uh, I feel like we got to talk about the kids at some point, but oh, all the kids, all the kids, the kids aren't all right, Aaron. They're not all right at all. <laughs> They're not really. They're not uh, really. So, so here's my opinion on the episode. I, I'm very torn on this one because, boy, there were a lot of people I liked 
coming out of last episode. Uh-huh. And they did a whole hell of a lot to make me just hate every single character across wow. the board. Like, name one who's likable. Lionel? Harwin. M- mostly? Harwin and Lionel died. Well, Harwin's with their fucking boots dead, on. so good. Good and, luck and liking his corpse, I guess. You don't like... Okay, I gotta say, I thought the opening of this made me Rhaenyra very likable and made Allison very hissable. I was kind of surprised at how hard they leaned there because Rhaenyra, like, you know, victorious on the womanly field of combat, the birthing mm-hmm. bed. I was gonna ask you, was that a battle this, scene? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh-huh, and then, like, you just admired the courage that, that her character shows there. And... Yeah, and then then to be summoned by this imperious queen and her, uh, you know, the the, I guess you're supposed to understand that this is some kind of like you know veiled threat, like she might hurt the child. Seems like that's what uh, Rhaenyra was worried about, mm-hmm. and like she's learned and grown so much because like you know this lord is like you know trying to like waylay her as she's dripping blood through the red keep, and she's she's courteous to him, and you know I, I was like wow that's the old Rhaenyra wouldn't do that. The old Rhaenyra would said something shitty to him and probably turned a potential ally into. And and the way she offered that uh, marriage proposal to the queen, I actually really mm-hmm. came away from this episode liking Rhaenyra more than I ever have. I still, I she, know he's a shit, but I also like Damon. Man, he seems like he's a good dad. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he, like I, I yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gushing. I'm gushing. I really like this episode. Yeah, yeah. So so the stuff that I didn't like about Rhaenyra was the way she treated Lenor in a lot of cases. Um, it comes around by the end. Really? I think I think yes. I I'm more on board with her. She allowing him to take k- quark quark. I'm going <laughs> to call him because I quark. forget his name. Uh-huh. Quarrel. Carl. Uh huh. King with a Q. I think is his name. Uh-huh. I think it's just pronounced Carl. Carl. Okay. Yeah, like uh, Cor- like like the Walking Dead. Carl. Yeah, allowing him to take Carl to Dragonstone with him, I think, is is a. A sympathetic move and one that's uh, well placed, given what she's just experienced. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't hate Rhaenyra. Uh, I, I found her a little bit uh, dislikable with the way she related to Lenor in the middle of this episode. But yeah, everything else with her is good, and she comes around by the end. Uh, but man, they have done just a real one eighty with Alicent. I used to feel for Alicent. I used to try and put myself in her shoes and say, boy, what a really hard position she's in. And she just is her own worst enemy. Now she's declared war on the crown and she's going to see that through all the way to the end, whether she's offered opportunities out of this, like she's offered the perfect olive branch, the perfect out for this, in my opinion. And she refuses to take it because she was lied to as a teenager. How fucking petty is that? I don't know, man. I think she's a genuine believer in the auto theory. If you're going to die when Rhaenyra takes the throne, like it, it, I yeah, really... but if anything, marrying her son or her daughter to one of his, one of her sons, one of Rhaenyra's sons would might save that put a daughter. Big target it, it on wouldn't Rhaenyra's save any back, of her sons, right? though. Would it? How? Because if the realm wants, if the realm wants a Targaryen on the throne, I guess they got to kill. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't He's know. About marrying Maybe her doesn't. daughter. I know. Yeah. Look, I I think that. So what I liked about Allison <laughs> is I like how petty her and Sir Kristen are. Like you can tell that they are just a like fucking haters club with the capital oh, yeah. H C. And yeah. just like Rhaenyra can do like and, and like I like how Sir Kristen Cole got a little carried away. He dropped the. <laughs> 
the C unit, uh, and he's like, "Oh my god, I've yeah. I've besmirched my cloak again. C- clutch some pearls, you f- fucker, <laughs> dude." But, the the hound never apologized for using the C word. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, and that's oh. why we loved him. But uh-huh. uh, and he only he only he only directed that cannon where it was richly deserved. It seems to me that's Fair. the other key word to its use. You but use it against um, I, I I liked Allison because like clearly she is just calcified into this paranoid thing that her father his father her father made her which she is entirely could entirely be true and um she's infecting like this is like generational trial like she has been kind of abused by her father in terms of like you know you got to do anything for the family you got to do anything for this you gotta you know don't you see you fool you're too kind she does that exact same speech to her son Aegon in this episode doesn't um, that get her to her end? Here's the thing I've never understood about the high towers. They seem to yeah. not want to play the long game. They seem to not be willing to say, "Hey, the the realm is either going to the realm is not going to fight for I I don't know where I'm going with this, but like if they could get their family, their house in onto the throne by marrying into it. And I don't know what their problem is with that. They seem to want to do it the way they want to do it. I think that you just like you either buy into the fact that Rhaenyra, whether she wants to or not, once she ascends the throne, will have to kill Alicent's children, if Mm -hmm. not Alicent herself. It will just be demanded of the lords. You know, it's like, look, we're backing a woman that's already crazy enough. But the biggest threat to your rule is these people and you will spare them like. But the re- is the realm going to tolerate that? Like I, I tolerate what then put it like, tolerate killing what they perceive as the true heir like that. That's the thing. Like if she goes well, off, what, so, so here's what. So, so here's there's let's put our real politic hats on. Mm-hmm. Viserys dies. Yeah. Rhaenyra is instantly declared the queen. But there's going to be some faction of lords that says, fuck, no. We want Aegon, especially now that we've seen how this has played out, where Rhaenyra's kids may be bastards. Look at how fucking Targaryen these other kids are. Holy shit, they're dragon. Aegon's a dragon rider. Like, there's going to be lords that back him. And whether Rhaenyra wants it or not, Aegon, whether Aegon wants to or not, because like he's like said, like, hey, that point's right on. She's like, well, your brother, you know, you'll you'll fuck up a succession. He's like, no, I won't. She's like, fool. Yes, you will. Because like the lords will put him on their shoulders, whether he wants to or not. He'll either die or he'll be used as a pawn. So it's like I think the idea is like some of this shit is just going to happen and it's going to be who survives. And Rhaenyra's path to surviving is putting Alicent's kids to this sword i think there's a way and to yet do she this. hasn't done it in 12 years she's I, just waiting for viserys to die so she can i, I think if otto hadn't on, fucked like, with this and he had just let the families get really close mm-hmm. and like the valerians and the targaryens and the high towers stayed together and got behind rhaenyra as a house this would have been fine but that's like saying you know if you're, you know, if your car only had two wheels, it'd be a motorcycle. Well, yeah, a lot of things would be different if your car only had two wheels. Well, who, who's the stopping party at this point? It's Allison. At this point, it's oh, I don't think I don't think Allison like she's too bought. She's drank the Kool Aid. She'd have to undrink it, and you know, <laughs> that's like, what I'm toast, saying. Yeah, this, toast this can't whole never thing be is, bread again. <laughs> yeah, and this is all her fault at this point. Like this marriage proposal seems like the perfect way to wed the two houses. Eventually, the two houses will become 
essentially won. You'll have your offspring on the throne and bingo, bango, you're part of the crown. Like, yeah, I just think that you are sounding like super naive from a medieval standpoint. Like the idea that every at <laughs> well, this stage, everyone that's quite could, possible because that's the thing is like, no, you are 100 percent. You're 100 percent right. And I think if if everyone gotten together in the previous generation and made that happen, it would be fine. But they didn't. And now Allison's bought totally into the like poison everything. Make sure Anira can't have any success. Make sure she has max. But the, so I, I, all this to say, the other thing I really liked about Allison and what I thought was a grace note of um, was that she still has the capacity to be shocked by the level of real politic that Larry Strong has got on display. Right. How like do- that's what's like. She is not so evil that she can't be like, holy fuck, what have I become in sure. my search, my quest for allies? So yeah, like I, I don't know I, I don't think she was gonna hurt Rhaenyra's baby. I don't know why she would. She's got two other children who are gonna take the throne whether you kill this thirdborn or not. So like she's the not the only not in line. paranoid on. one. Dude, I, I thought, man, I the whole time she's holding that baby, I thought, even though I've read the books and I know it can't happen, <laughs> I thought she might be like, Oh, I drop just the but, way but Sir, what's the like, point? Like, just the fact that Sir Kristen the blood, Cole the bloodline a little bit? <laughs> like what what's what Sir Kristen Cole got away with his bullshit? Are you saying that if Allison just accidentally dropped that baby and said, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so shocked," in front of Viserys, that Viserys would what put her to the sword? No, no, I, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, what's the what's to gain by dropping just this to baby? fuck with Rhaenyra? Oh Jesus! Because let right. me ask She's, you this: then this is all fu- over a lie that, that she was told as a teenager. How fucking what? petty is her? Is Allison? Yeah, they made me hate Allison. Why did Alice? Well, I mean, and I think you're because like in the books, Allison's not a very likable person and she started a lot, a lot fucking sooner. Um, But like, I want to say, like, why would Allison ask for um, Rhaenyra's child in a condition where she'd almost guarantee that Rhaenyra would not be there? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Again, was that probably just because you're right. I don't think she was going to, but she's doing it to fuck with Rhaenyra. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I, I, so, I so this doesn't, really this doesn't good. strike me as like Rhaenyra's. I don't know. The way they play it is Rhaenyra is concerned. She's going to do something physically violent to her baby, even though she has two perfectly healthy children to say, yeah, Allison's actually not going to fuck with my kids that much. How many healthy children do you have in this realm before you feel safe from losing all of them to some inheritance craziness? You know, okay. Did Allison fuck with the other two? <laughs> no. Aaron, okay. There's and clearly Aaron a pattern crib is here. Worth, is worth two in the. You know, like I don't know. It's like you gotta. I I think if she were going to do a lot of baby dropping, it'd probably come with the firstborn. Maybe try and get try and get in there early and start dropping. What I kids think, what I think, Rhaenyra, what I what I wanted, adults that you can't even lift, let alone drop. What I think Allison wanted to do was get that baby and go to Viserys and be like, "Look, another fucking brown haired strong baby," you know, okay. and and yeah. like taunt him with that because clearly that's that's what she wanted to do. Um, yeah, she does and- that. Even without the baby, I thought it was great too. Like Viserys, like you know, sitting there watching his boy, his grandsons, his strapping grandsons in the yard, and he's like, "Ah, see, see, Lionel, this is what it's all about." You know, getting these boys together, scrapping, having a good time. They're going to be fast friends, and just watch mm-hmm. it turn to shit in front of his eyes. Oh, I, f- I feel so bad yeah. for this guy. First of all. <laughs> 
he looks like he <laughs> he chose the wrong grail last episode. I think that's what he did. He grabbed the wrong grail from the 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 wine table and drunk, and he turned into fucking the dude in the Last Crusade. Yeah, and has did, I think his arm's gone now. I, I got to rewatch it, but I think his uh, chat. Can I get a back? Can I get a, hmm. a, a, a yes, sir? Or a no, no way. Uh, I didn't his even his arm's gone. No. Couldn't tell you. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel bad for him. He's the character that I still like. Because he just wants his he just wants his fans still. The only thing he mm-hmm. wants, like him kissing his dead wife's uh, ring at the end. All he wants is his family to be together. Uh, and that's consistent with the book. Like, this is his joy. He wants these boys to get, like, this was all, like, yeah. Um, M- mostly people are saying, yes, his arm is gone. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's in bad shape. He's gotten, he's gotten much older than the rest of the cast. Uh, how much time do you think has passed? About, like, 12 years is my guess? I'm thinking 10. I'm thinking 10. Well, I assume the oldest of the... Because Aegon uh, was three... Of- yeah, but I'm, th- I'm thinking the oldest of Rhaenyra's kids is probably 10. So you say like a way, year or so for pregnancy. Uh, a lot of people have remarked that how Wolf, a uh, Finn Wolfhard, uh, uh, this uh, this uh, Targaryen, the, the Aegon, Aegon looks. Uh-huh. And Kim called, started calling him Mike Targaryen. It's All the right. funniest fucking thing ever. Anyway, uh-huh. Mike Targaryen. Um, yeah. Him, I think he looks about Frank. 14. Him and Frank really hang out. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> Frank, Frank Valerian. Valerian. Fast friends. They're like, they're like uh, Aegon and a uh, fucking Boros uh, Baratheon of old. Uh, or no, was yeah. it? Or- I forget what the guy's fucking name is. Do you, do you, um, shit. What was, what were we talking about? Something with Mike, Mike Targaryen. Frank always destroys the flow of conversation. Oh, God damn it. It's too funny. Uh, there's still lots of hot D to talk about. We'll be back right after the break. And now back to hot D. Anyway, uh, um, remember what we were talking about chat. Jump in here. I wanted to, what do you think about the Damon situation? Uh, cause I thought his, his Elena has an excellent point. But also, like, this is the first time I've seen, like, pragmatic Damon win over his poetic self. Like, he seems like he wants to kind of be a uh, dragon mercenary and stack up some gold and get some kind of, like, you know, rather than going back to Westeros and trying to scrap. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm torn on Damon because, like, yeah, he's I, I thought there was one point in the episode when I thought maybe Damon is happy. Damon almost looks happy right now. He's got. Kind mm-hmm. of a badass, like super cool wife. He's got several children who, <laughs> let's just point out, none of them look like him, right? So you've got uh, Damon, who none of his kids, all of his kids look like the mother. And then you've got Rhaenyra, who none of her kids look like the mother. I think it's yeah. kind of hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought Damon was happy at some point, And then I realized, no, he's not actually. He's just kind of been forcing himself into that for a long time and I don't know if it's because Viserys has cast him out like finally mm. once and for all and if he goes back yeah he thinks he's news, fucking right. done yeah right uh, yeah or he's what, finally but, like yeah there's no but like Lena clearly doesn't agree with that yeah um man too bad about Lena too she seemed like such a cool character I love her I racing a daemon on Vagar fucking A and uh fire more red meat for the fireproof Dar- Targaryen truthers 
Damon Dude, he tanked that fireball, fireball like a <laughs> yeah yeah they are really the, leaning into it he doesn't have platinum locks he's got titanium locks those things are yeah he came right through that through dragon even though he's fire. got a fucking burn scar in his neck he tanks <laughs> uh one kiloton dragon fire cloud no mm-hmm. problem and him there's and another the, case of someone getting an injury to the shoulder uh mm, who, who is it is got it lanced he said he got he took a lance yeah. to his shoulder yeah I feel like they're doing a lot of shoulder stuff and a lot of fire stuff. Song of uh, fire and shoulders. <laughs> Evan McNeith, Top Gun Targaryen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I mean, a cool like, scene. we haven't seen any dragon on dragon fights, but you guys, you, you, we're getting, I mean, they're getting us horned up for it, right? Oh, we're, yeah. we're getting real slick and ready for this dragon combat because Jesus. just them racing and fucking around is pretty fucking sweet, right? Also, yeah. I'll, I'll, I've, I've been critical. I'll give credit where it's due. This is some good saddle work. Those people look like they were whipping around on dragons moving really fast at high altitudes with wind. Yeah. Yeah, it was better. Yeah. Um, The other thing they really did in this episode is we've been talking about how compressed the location stuff has been in this show. Now, it doesn't feel like a real world because everybody's just there at King's Landing. They've spread to the winds now. I mean, they've gone to Heron Hall and Dorne and Pentos and... Yeah. Uh, Dragonstone, like everybody's going out to all ends of the earth. So would be nice to have a map sequence keeping all this stuff together. Because <laughs> you put a gun what, in my head, I couldn't tell you help? exactly where Pintos is on. Uh, <laughs> over Not on exactly. Does, does, I wonder if it's yeah. going to matter, or if we should just know it's over in Essos. I'm. Tr- I just. I, I wish I knew if it was like east of the Triarchy. Okay. Or it's like northwest of the triarchy because if they're east of the triarchy, that means that the triarchy kind of has a stranglehold. Like they have to go through that to get the uh, west. Yeah. Uh, 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 so I'll find that. You know, I'll find that out by before the next podcast. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I kind of want to lean to lean into. But honestly, I just like again. I'm just I'm just amazed at how well they're doing with this material and how they are you know, kind of taking things out of strict uh, chronological order, maybe to, to tell a little bit of cleaner with a little bit more impact. Um, yeah, I just loved it, man. There's, there's going to be a lot of stuff. I'm going to be like, there is a look between Kristen and Lenor at the beginning of this episode that is super dark, but I'm going to like pause it and turn my contrast way up so I can see. Cause I think we're talking about, you know, gigawatt stink eyes being fired there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look and see what else we've, you know. Seems petty, too. Look, Lenor didn't ask for this, man. Lord Beesbury seems like he's lost a step. Yeah, he seems either he the, can't hear very well or he's not all there. Maybe, don't, yeah, don't like uh, starting to see some some weakness in the, the, the council there, especially since the queen is, like, kind of trying to run the show. Um, oh, yeah, everybody else seems pretty ineffectual. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Lionel. I don't. I don't think After, he's dead, but you don't think he's. Oh, OK. Lionel. Yeah. No, I think... assumed Harwin died and he got out, but he was on the other side of that door. Yeah, they didn't do a good job, like connecting mm. the dots with where the exits were there. Mildly interesting. I'll, <laughs> I'll try to see if that that'll work. This, this is like a hotel room where your exit has to go through the neighboring room. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, they didn't yeah. do a very good job of of telling mm. me 
where the exit was for him because it looked like he was more concerned with saving well, I mean, this Arwen is, this than is saving an assassination hit so i guess both. you got to ask yourself whether the assassins Fair. just completely cocked it up or not but um yeah like are you ready for after 10 years of the leela service the leela's hand after all lionel strong are you ready for the obsequious toad Otto, the comeback triumphant he can't right that's I mean, not that's what how the queen, this is going to work. That was the whole point of this maneuver. Yeah, but so like, surely Viserys is not going to do that. That would be stupid. Who's the better? Who's the better hand candidate? Jason Lannister? Like literally anybody? <laughs> Jason Lannister? Know. Come on, maybe Tywin <laughs> Lannister. Come anybody, on, anybody? Anybody? Fuckboy Lannister? No way. No way. Well, I'm just saying, like that'd be that would be that would be a. I will say this: that would be a hilarious. Uh, occurrence if the queen's grand strategy that she finally bankrupted her last moral actually uh-huh. doesn't work and and Viserys is like no fuck that I'm gonna make a Thailand I'm a J- Jason Lannister in fact yeah that's the character they did the most harm to this episode is Loras Loras mm. is just a true piece of shit huh I mean but the kind of like in, in, in the in the uh, well yeah yeah you're right I mean but he's the kind of in that piece of shit. little finger, like true schemer mold. And like I said, the hints were there in the books, but it was mm-hmm. a lot of kind of like just whispers and tenuous things. And I'm I'm loving that uh, Ryan Condal. And again, like I was scared about Ryan Condal, man. You look at his experience. He's got call. He doesn't have like what I would call triple A experience, but he's gone through the source material and found the most interesting threads and really pulled on you know, the themes here of like, you know, women dying in childbirth and what a dangerous place it is, this world to be a woman, like brought those themes front and center and mm-hmm. made it super entertaining, super gripping. Uh, like I said, that that opening with uh, Rhaenyra was as thrilling as any dragon ride or tourney, you know, head macing. I think this show's firing on all, all cylinders, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the episode, but man, back half is looking strong. <sighs> I do miss the the younger characters. I do miss the earlier setting because really I liked Gosh. those people more. Hmm. Well, was, I mean, there was, was still that. just Did as we interesting. Were all, I, we were all sweet summer children. Yeah, um, I, I want to go back. Real, <laughs> I mean, back. I feel like I feel like you're the guy that's like, I just don't want to see the Civil War. What? I just want these these people should all. I just, just get want along. everybody to this get should along. Be just, should be Down Abbey. This should be yeah. Down Abbey. Uh, only with dragons and maybe you know maybe uh cousin rhaenyra really hurts cousin allison's feelings but uh mm-hmm. by the end of the episode lord viserys will come there and say now girls and uh you know uh share carson? meat pie share some uh, wine yeah lord strong comes in as carson and, like, hoo, 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 and sets everything <laughs> to right yeah that'd be not that'd be that would be a show I don't know if it would have much fire and blood to it, but it would be. And hell, Fair. I'd watch it. I'd watch that shit. Obviously. Uh, all right. What should we do now? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Should we get to I the? I have a thousand things, but we'll talk about them on Tuesday. Oh, this episode, I feel like... man. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to watching this another another time or three. I mean, it's an ultimate uh, table setting episode, right? This is essentially another pilot for the show like they have to catch uh, you, know, you up on so much stuff I still I think they did I think they did a really good job with uh-huh. it because I just feel like that both of these characters are just pitched forward 10 years in time like 
uh, Allison is on like if you think about the terminal trajectory she'd be on with this kind of paranoid like oh my god Rhaenyra lies about everything and that means she must know like and her dad surely telling her the other side of what my dad's telling me and Sir Christian Cole just turning into like the worst Westerosi incel like just <laughs> fucking you know mm-hmm. this but yeah it's it's it's, it's I like I said I I thought it was almost David Simon esque in its ability to take characters and toss them forward a decade and for me as an audience member catch it. But yeah. I also to be fair I've got the benefit of the books and you know seeing like where these connections are being made. So oh I think they did uh, a great job. I I didn't have too much trouble um, yeah. following. I I, I, I wonder because like I I thought that coming into this instant take that it would be a almost universal opinion that like oh yeah we're going to be fine with uh, Emma Darcy and uh, Olivia Cook. Yeah, uh, but not? maybe not. Maybe there will be some diehards because like I said the 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 previous generation did did a hell of a job too, and uh, they're all going to get five episodes of Strutter stuff and then we'll see, see where we land. But yeah. Um, are you ready to get to the instant talk part? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay. Before I say goodbye to everybody who's not a club member, uh, I just want to say that send your feedback into hot D or long form, uh, feedback into hot D. So a uh, hot D at baldmove.com. <laughs> There's more to that address. Hot D at baldmove.com, uh, for the feedback episode that will be released Thursday. Uh, we're about to do an instant talk where we go with the YouTube interface and we talk with the, the, the club members. And if you want to get on that action, support.baldmove.com. Uh, you can listen to the full archive of all the existing instant uh, t- talks and join in next week live at uh, just after 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs>